Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Talk Shoe. We thank you tonight, Lord that you allowed us to first to make it through the day, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, go with the, the minister of the hour, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the overseer. We thank you for the pastor, uh, my wife, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that they have been keeping on, keeping on with this ministry, Heavenly Father, that helps convict com- that helps convict from Senator to sin, Heavenly Father. And even those that are saved, Heavenly Father, build them up where they've been broken down and mend them where they've been wounded. We just thank you, Father. We thank you for yesterday's yesterday's uh, shortcomings, Heavenly Father, the new grace and mercy that you have shown today, Lord. Heavenly Father, the forgiveness that you have forgiven us, Heavenly Father, that we might forgive others, Lord. We just thank you tonight, Heavenly Father. Lord, let your word go forth. So we know your word doesn't come back to your void, Lord. So, Lord, let it do all that you wanted to do to all that you wanted to be done to. Lord, let it convict the hearts and minds and spirit of those who needs to, Lord. Not beat, but convict to convert, Lord. We thank you. We thank you once again for the minister of the hour. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for overseeing. We thank you for pastor. Now, thank you, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, for the safe travel of those that are traveling and listening, Heavenly Father. Lord, let them receive what thus you say from your messenger. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank everyone for joining us. We also ask that there be no, Lord, that you keep all the hindrance away, that there be no hindrance to this line, Father God, as we go about, as we go about having this service online, our Wednesday night revival service, Lord. We thank you. Well, everyone, tonight's theme is get out of your own way. And I know that our elder Monique Coleman has something special in line for us tonight. And we just thank her for joining us. Thank you, Elder. Thank you for joining us, Monique. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. At this time, we will I will give you our announcement um, for our tractor line. Our announcement goes as follows. Every second and fourth Sunday of the month, we'll have a guest speaker preacher to come on to bring forth the awesome word of God. Please turn down whatever um, you have in the background, please. Hello? Whatever you have in the background, it's really starting to come through. And it's not letting us hear anything. Um, on the second and fourth Sunday of each month, 
We have a guest preacher and speaker to come on and get into the awesome word of God every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Please come out and join us. Please come out and join us um, this um, this Sunday on um, May the 8th. We will have out on, uh, I'm sorry, on October the 8th. Forgive me, I'm getting my dates a little mixed up here. But October the 8th, and my phone is freezing, so I'll just go and I'll just give it from there. Uh, already the hindrance is starting to start. It's, it's beginning already. So we we won't. We won't let anything hinder us tonight. We will not allow it. We will not allow it. In the mighty name of Jesus, Satan, back up. Back up. Because you don't have charge of this line. This line, this line belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. This line belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. For this Sunday coming, my God, we are going to have Pastor Minister Eric, um, Derek, Derek Davis will be on the line this Sunday at 7 p.m. He will be gracing us with the word of God. And we just thank him for coming on board. We thank him. Tonight we have for our Wednesday night service Elder Monique Coleman. And every, Wednesday, every first and third Wednesday night of the month, We'll have a new guest speaker to come on and preach and teach the awesome word of God. Please come out and join us. We have not set up our 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 Bible study yet, but I'm sure it's on its way. And I've been told that the night will be on Fridays, on a Friday night. So when we do, and I will let you know when it's going to be, I ask that everyone will come and join us. As overseer David Carpenter comes from the Book of Revelations, please come and join us. And we have we also have for October the twenty second our second guest preacher will be Minister Timothy um, Frederick. So all of those who know Mr. Fed, uh, Minister Frederick and knows Minister Derek Davis, please come out and join us on the Sunday October the eighth and Sunday October the twenty second. At this time, we're going to turn it over to our elder for tonight, our preacher and speaker for tonight, Elder Monique Coleman. Monique, praise are you God. there? Yes, praise, praise God. God. Hallelujah. Thank please you, Jesus. Yourself. Please Can introduce you yourself. Yes, I can hear Praise you. the Lord, everybody. This is Elder Monique Coleman from Richmond, Virginia. I am from Restoration Assemblies Church, where my pastor and leader is Pastor Stephen Harley. And I am greatly and honorably glad to be on tonight to minister the word of God to you all. So I hope you all are ready to receive from the Lord. Yeah, Lord. Mm. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the privilege to come before you. 
to the throne of grace. We thank you for the ending of a work day, a school day. And, Lord God, we just thank you so much for all the things that you have done. Lord God, we ask your blessings upon Puerto Rico. We ask your blessings upon the victims of Las Vegas and all those who are enduring some trials and tribulations, some trauma, and all those who are going through one tonight, Lord God. Lord, we need to hear a word from you. We need to hear a word of comfort. We need to hear a word of um, uplifting the spirit. We need to hear a word from you, God, that will give us endurance and perseverance to continue to run this race, Lord God. You said that if we shall reap, if we faint not. And I thank you, Father, for all the things that you're about to do. I thank you for what you're getting ready to um, bring forth on tonight, Lord God. I ask you to bless the hearers on this line, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that they will take back with them something in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I bind the hand of Satan in the name of Jesus. I bind you on this call line in the name of Jesus. Your assignment is canceled. I proclaim the word of God will go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text is going to come from the book of Genesis, chapter 16, verses 1 through 16. 16 and what was it? Genesis, mm-hmm. chapter 16, mm-hmm. verses 1 through 16. Okay, there we go. Amen. Amen. Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian whose name it was Hagar. And Sarah said unto Abraham, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. And Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarah said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, was despised in her eyes, the Lord judged between me and thee. But Abram said unto Sarah, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And he said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thy art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy afflictions. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he 
shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, By God seeth me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me? Wherefore the well was called Bel-Lahero. Behold, it's between Kadesh and the red. And Hagar bare Abram a son, and Abram called his son name, which Hagar bare Ishmael. And Abram was fourscore and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. Amen. As this topic was given to me, this topic was given to me, or this theme was given to me, um, get out of your own way. I liked it that thing because I was praying about a scripture, how I can tie this in, how can I get um, something to encourage us as well as all the things that we have been going through and hearing on the news, and I'm just trying to figure out, okay, Lord, what should I say, what should I preach about? And then this morning, the Lord gave me the scripture. He does things Amen. right on time because I was like, Lord, I need to get the word from you, but when that came to my spirit, I I was like, okay, Lord, now how am I going to bring this all in? So when I was thinking about, um, I'm a, psycho- a psychology major, and when we did psychology, we used to look up things. And, of course, when you're talking about getting out your own way according to the psychology, it implies somehow putting aside the anxiety and doubt ego concerns and career mm-hmm. pressures, mental blocks and critical inner voices that will stand between you and the effortless work that you do. It will also mean that it's regarding your habits, behaviors, your feelings, personal problems, etc., which will stop you from being, one, successful, and two, according to um, a lot of times we want to be um, overachievers. So getting out your own way in the psychology sense or the secular sense will mean all these things. These are lists mm-hmm. that will help us stay focused and reach our goals as we set in our life as in the secular realm. So mm-hmm. we will talk about that part of how we will get out our own way according to the psychology. So when you think about it on the spiritual level and how you would not do these things on the spiritual level, but it comes back around because when it comes to serving God, you also have anxiety, doubt, ego, concerns, career pressures as the same, titles, and everything else Mm. that you want to have in the successful realm of God. Amen. So Amen. we don't need to we don't need to play any games as when it comes to God's guidance because He wants us He rather that we would put His plan into place first. And sometimes we think that God needs our help and that we have a better plan than He does. And however, every time we get in the way, we make a mess of things. Amen. 
Yeah. So out of all the wisdom of the world and the so-called psychology and philosophies that is in the mind of man, it's nothing in comparison to the creator of man, nor can any unexpired list provide the instructions needed to navigate this life and at the same time get ready for the life that is beyond this earthly life. That is why the word of God is written in 1 Corinthians 1, 19 and 21, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of the world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So when we think about the word of God, we got to know that what we're doing in our own way and being in the way and trying to help God is never the answer. It's never the mm-hmm. answer. Because, again, we will make a mess and we create a lot of things best off in our lives. So when, I'm, when, I bring, when I bring it all into the text, of course, this is talking about Hagar and it's talking about Sarah. And Abel, mm-hmm. which we know that Amen. their names were changed. And um, Sarah believed that they was waiting for so many years for the promise of God. You know, they was waiting because Sarah was, nine, was 75, and she was saying, well, I don't have any children. And so they heard from the prophet that they shall receive a blessing from God, and they, they shall bear a child. But here go 10 years that went past, and they still thinking, like, okay, so, hmm, I ain't have a child yet. So, Abraham, as I paraphrase, um, I need you to go in there to um, your mistress, and I want you to lay with her, and, and we're going to have a child. And, again, she's helping God. She's thinking she's helping God, so now she's in the way. She's in the way because she's trying to help God bring forth this promise that he gave to them. So here it is. She's sitting there, and she's figuring out, okay, I can't have children, but I can have children through her. So, again, God don't need our help. We think that we got to help him, but he don't need our help. So here she is saying, I'm a bear child through her. And one of the greatest detriments to experience the blessing of God is impatience. Can I say that again? Impatient. We are not patient. We do not have enough patience. Everything has to be done immediately. And I'm guilty about it because sometimes I do too. I try to help God. I get in the way. I be in the way because I be trying to help God Mm -hmm. in some things. I be like, okay, Lord, I need this done. And I'm sitting there waiting, 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 and then I go do it, and then I want God to bless it. Because I'm like, okay, Lord, you you made this possible, so this is your blessing. But then turn out that if you ever notice that when it's not of God, it don't last long. It's, it's always a mess. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't give you peace. It doesn't give you um, it doesn't give you serenity. It doesn't give you that um, that when you eat a food, you be like, mm, this was a good meal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you that satisfaction because it's not from God. It's only temporarily because. We did it, and then when it unravels, we be sitting there blaming God, like, Lord, why you didn't tell me that? Why? I mean, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you give me a sign? Why didn't you tell me that this was wrong? This was wrong. But the whole time, God was speaking already because He was speaking in silence. He was saying, "Wait, 
and we don't wait. Amen? So, again, Mm -hmm. patience. We need patience. We need patience. So she want what she wanted. She wanted it now. She wanted it now. And, of course, we live in an impatient society because everybody wants something. Everybody wants immediate gratification. Everybody wants something quick, fast, even the word of God. Everybody wants the word of God fast. You go to church nowadays, you don't sit there and, um, like, back in the days were, where, you know, you enjoy. I, I went to church in New York City. I'm originally from New York City. So I went to church, and I stayed in church from Sunday school all the way to evening service, missionary service, mm-hmm. web service, and being held. But now you can't even sit in church long because everybody's looking at their watch. The preacher, if he's saying, I'm about to close, mm-hmm. they're waiting. And then if he ain't closed and he's still making another point, they're still sitting there, they're looking. And then if not, they're getting ready to tip out. Put their, they can't wait for the offering so they can put their money back and tip out because they have to go to Walmart, they have to get their dinner on, they got to get prepared for the game, or they got to go to a party. Where is your time? Mm-hmm. Where is your time that you're giving to God? But you want God to do something for you. And when he don't, obviously, because you ain't spending time with him. It's it's just this immediate gratification. It's like, okay, Lord, bless me now. Okay, if I don't feel nothing in church on Sunday, then, you know, uh uh-oh. But your spirit life ain't right because you got the wrong motives. So we have to understand that we don't – you can't rush God. I don't care how you do it. You can't rush God. And so – this is an example of getting in your own way. You got to get out the way. Sarah had to get out the mm-hmm. way. But before she got, before we get there, she still was in the way because, again, she wanted to do what she wanted to do. She didn't want to wait for the promise of God, and so she continued on to persuade her husband to do what we would call, if it was in our, if it was really what we are today, adultery. Because she's telling her husband, go commit adultery. Mm-hmm. Have me a child. Amen. Go out there and Amen. sleep around with somebody and have me a child. Oh, but we have adoption agency now. There's foster care now. There's other things and other means to have a child. Nowadays, you can, some young, some, some family relatives will happen to give you a child. Because if it's the Lord's will for you to have this child, whether or not it's born of you or not, but he promised that it's coming from her. I don't care how old she was. The promise was made, and he can't lie. God said she will bear a child, but she wasn't patient mm-hmm. enough to wait on that promise. And how many mm-hmm. of us do that? We do not wait on the promises of God. We continue to do what we want to do, and we figure that, okay, if we do this, God's going to bless it because he promised it to us. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. But it ain't his promise. It ain't nothing that mm-hmm. he, it, it sounds good because it, it fits in the line of what he promised us, but it ain't really his promise. It's not really his promise. Because we already mm-hmm. know his promise is yes and amen. So that ain't his promise. So as we know, again, we sit there, we can tap our feet, and we can drum our fingers waiting on the microwave. You know, sometimes we sit there and be like, okay, we put our coffee in there, or we put mm-hmm. our meal in there to heat up, and we're like, mm-hmm. Then we, we kind of press the quick button because we wanted to, you know, before they put that quick button on there, you know, you had to press all the numbers. You had to press two, zero, 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 press right. the, you know. But the stop. No, now we got the quick button. Quick one, and it goes one minute. You know, that's how we are. We want everything fast. We complain when our fast food mm-hmm. isn't ready. We sitting on the fast food line. We like, okay, they take us too long. I'm about to go inside. Mm-hmm. You know, so we don't have patience. 
We don't have patience. And Sarah didn't have patience. So we can do the same thing with God. If we don't get what we ask for immediately, we try and fix it for God. Hallelujah. Mm. We try to we, we get in the way of God. Yes. And, again, this is the case of them. They didn't want to wait. The 10 years. Amen. She was 75. She wanted a child. So Abraham was 85. He wanted he, he was waiting, but Sarah was impatient. How many of us women that's on this line, we do get impatient. We get impatient. I, well, no, let me speak about me. I'm going to speak about me. I, I get impatient sometimes. Amen. I get impatient mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, for a prime example, my husband, if he is on the line, he knows that I get impatient with the mailman. The mail, I want the mailman to come at a certain time, amen? I want him to come early before the bank closes. Okay, we know that the bank closes at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And if I'm waiting for something, I want, and if especially dealing with money, you know that you're expecting some money, you want the mailman to be on time. When the mailman don't come on time, I get mad. I get upset. I'll be outside. I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to, the mail, the mail, you know, scare the mailman. And we, the prime example, I was waiting for the mailman one day, and he didn't come. The time I wanted him to come, and I was waiting, and I said, "This is," and I and look, he and I'm thinking I was going doing something, going out there saying something to him like, "Oh, you know, you're a little late, aren't you?" And he said, "Oh no, I'm right on time." I said, "No, you're a little late. This is after five o'clock. You ain't on time." But he fooled me one day. Last week I'm sitting there waiting for him. I'm thinking like, so he ain't put my mail in there. My husband said, the mail ain't come. I said, call the people, find out what's going on with the money. Mailman come. Mailman came back that night. Went out there. They went to the mailbox. The mail that we were waiting for was in the mail. I said, oh, so he want to be slick, huh? So that's my impatience. But see, I was trying. I was going out there trying to fix something, and I sort of kind of messed it up because what we were waiting for was very important, and if it was. If it was my life, depending on that, my life would have been cut off right. this morning. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we got to not try to get in God's way. We have to get out of the way. So I learned my lesson because I said, my husband said, don't go out there and say nothing else to that man, man. I said, I'm, I, he better be on time. That's all I said. But, you know, I had to cry about it because, again, I'm in the way. I'm in the way. And we – we we want to bear children. You know, a culture of women' main purpose is to bear children. And so being childless was a big issue that carried a stigma with it. And so I can understand mm. why Sarah wanted to, you know, have children. Because some women who can't have children from their spouse and they feel um, because they wound is barren that they can't have these children, there is an issue. But, you know, um, you're, you're, you're 30-something years old, you have a career, you've been married, you've got a successful, um, you got a lovely husband, you've got the house with the pick the sands, and what you want, you got the little puppy dog, and now what you need is a baby, but you can't bear a child because you're barren. Mm, and you go out there Lord. and you do things. To have children and you sit there, you 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 can't bear the child. So
so your friends are saying, you know, they sit there, you got your, your women friend, your married women friends, and they talk about, you know, the children and, you know, how good the husband is with the child and, you know, this, that, and the other, and you're sitting there listening to that, and you you want that. You want that same excitement. You want to talk about your children. You know, all women may say, I don't care. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm straight. I don't need no child. You know, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need nobody. You know, I'm single. I'm married. I'm living my life. I got my career. I got my money. I got all my ducks in a row. I'm great. I'm good. But at the end of the day, you, if your husband wants a child and you is wife and he feel like we've been married and we never had children, would you think that he won't go out there and have one? Oh, I mean, he may, a real man may do not do that, but we're talking about what we deal with sometimes in the church where you are unequally yoked and you got a woman of God who's praying and knowing her husband, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to have, I'm going to make a child. So you got to understand that, you know, so you tell your husband, okay, we're going to have a a surrogate. We're going to get a young lady. We're going to pay all this money. She's going to carry our baby. Mm -mm. I watched that movie. Don't do it. Women don't do it. If God said he's going to do it for you, you better wait on him because if you mess around, you might get one of them young ladies who's crazy enough to want to kill you, him, and kill the baby she's carrying because of the fact that it's not the promise of God. And that's even with the word of God we carry in our belly. If it's not what God planted in us, we can have a spiritual miscarriage because we're doing things that we're not ready to do, and God birthed the word, and you want to run beforehand and do everything ahead of time because you're so anxious because you ain't waiting, and then you go start a church, and your members are coming in, and you see all like, yeah, and then all of a sudden, things don't go the way you want to go the next Sunday, and then things start to dwindle, and then next thing you know, your church is closed because you did not wait on the promise of God. You heard. What God said, you got but you got in the way. You went ahead of God. Hallelujah. I'm getting off my notes. But anyway, God is good. Hallelujah. So we have to be, we have to get out of our own way. We have to get out of our own way. So as Sarah, as she became impatient with God's plan and she came up with her own, she told him. And she said, the Lord has prevented me from having children. They're going to blame. In other words, she said, the Lord has prevented me from having children. That's not true. You see how the devil twists the words up? Because the man of God, the prophet came by your house and told you, you're going to conceive 10 years later. When I come back through here, you're going to have a child. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if God said it, he can't lie. If he tells us something, God can't lie. Hallelujah. God can't lie. God can't lie. I can't emphasize that. And all the callers on this line, say to yourself, God can't lie. Because God can't lie. He can't lie. He's not a liar. The devil is a liar. So he twisted it up. And Sarah got in her mind that God said, she said, the Lord has prevented me from having children. So go and sleep with the servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. So that's the part of having a surrogate. She's like, okay, go have, go over there. You get a surrogate. They have mm. to pay. And this is what happens. So it seemed like a strange option because, again, our society does not consider it inappropriate. Like I said, it's a, a surrogate. 
So we don't think it's inappropriate, you know. But, however, in the ancient world, it was not only acceptable, but even dictated by marriage contracts. So when they were married in those days, they had the opportunity to do such things. It was included in the marriage. That's why she was able to say, go lay with my maidservant. Me, I'm not saying, you ain't laying with nobody, okay? They got this, um, what they got, um, um where they put, give you the needles and they can insert it. Whatever they do, you ain't have my husband. They, I ain't telling my husband to go have sex with nobody. <laughs> have no children for me. I don't care. I don't care what nobody say. He ain't going over there having no children. I just, look. I can't have children. We gonna figure out a way. Then you ain't laying with nobody. That ain't acceptable in my household. Amen. <laughs> so maybe in a marriage contract, but my marriage contract don't say that. So. My marriage contract said my name only on there. I ain't see five other women name on there for him to go to. Amen. So that's acceptable in them. But, again, that's what they practiced back in those days, and that's what they did in those days. So, hey, girl, you know, she was being obedient. She was, you know, like, okay, I'll do it. I'll have the child. I'll go ahead and do it. You know, she decided that. You know, that's my maid servant. That's my, you know, I'm serving them. I'm working for them. I'm part of the marriage contract. I'm part of it. I'm going to do it. But, again, that was not the will of God. That was not God's plan. And Sarah happened to get in the way. Amen. She was impatient. She went and did something she didn't have to. She took a shortcut. Hallelujah. Shortcuts are not never good. Never good. Amen. Because they can make you, they can, you can get lost or you can lose the track, the focus. You can get off course. You never take a shortcut. I remember going through the projects. We used to take a shortcut. We used to go over the train tracks. We used to go around through 159, and then we had to go around some other way and try to come through. And guess who's waiting for us? Some disaster. Something disastrous is waiting for us. So we took a shortcut. My mother told me, I want you to come, go from IS-8 and walk from, because my my mom was standing in front of the building, my grandma would look out the window, and my Aunt Canel, they all out the window, and my mom in front of the building. So they expect me to walk from um, Merrick Boulevard from IS-8 and come up, Come up to 109th and walk. I shouldn't have to. Why am I all the way down South Road coming through and then they start shooting? You see, I, I took a mm-hmm. shortcut. I was thinking, like, oh, I'm going to take the shortcut because I'm trying to hang out with my friends a little longer because I know I got to go home, I got to go home, I got to get out of my school clothes, da da da. I got to have time. And then they start shooting. And then they had a car chase. The cops were chasing. So I went the wrong way. It's never good to take a shortcut. My God friend, don't tell us to take a shortcut. God don't no, tell us to take a shortcut. But because yeah. of our impatience with the plan of God, and we put things in motion, and we get in the way, Sarah was in the way, she put these plans in motion, and no. the rest of her world was troubled. So again, yeah. the son that will be Later, born to Hagar, is the father of Arab nations, which two nations came from Abram, 
and they have always been at war with one another. Now, you see there, she had Ishmael, and they had a promise. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they stick with the promise? My Lord. Why didn't they stick with the promise? When God gives you a promise, you need to stick to it. Because if you go out there and go out there and do something. Oh, no, what game are you playing with me? What? What are duties? Go out there and do something. In the name of Jesus. And you don't stick with the promise. That's right. That's right. You're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. And so Sarah had to learn the hard way. But she didn't learn. She didn't want the promise. She didn't want. She didn't want the promise. She didn't want Isaac. She she wanted. She wanted to go ahead and get Ishmael. Mm. But God said, "My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. Amen. My ways are far beyond anything you could imagine." For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's plans are superior to ours because he is superior. God's thoughts are superior because they are based on the fact that God is all-knowing. God's ways are higher because he knows things that will happen before they happen. God's plans are always better than ours because his wisdom is superior. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. First Corinthians one and one in verse twenty five says the foolish plans of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, which is the new mm-hmm. liberal translation version. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Let me read that again. Yes. The foolish <laughs> plans of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, oh and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Amen. I mean, that right Mm -hmm. there just put chills in my body because that just leaped in my spirit, letting me know that God is wiser than the wisest of human plans. So whatever Trump is putting out, God is wiser than that. Whatever you think that um, um, Congress is putting out, God is wiser than that. Whatever we think, he said, Human plans. So all they sitting there writing up these little plans and little um, contracts and, and general assemblies writing stuff up and legislators writing stuff. God said, I'm bigger, I'm wiser than the wisest of human plans. And he said, on, and even in his weakness, he is stronger <laughs> right, than the greatest of human strength. So even the, the strongest man, the strongest Amen. man who builds is bodybuilding and stand up there and be or woman, bodybuilders. I mean, you know, I think they're the strongest. You know, I think they're the, the strongest when I look at the bodybuilders or the wrestlers or someone who busts up. And, God said his word said his weakness. Now, I love the Lord because look what he said. His weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. And we already know that God is strong. But when he said his weakness is stronger than that, he's just letting us know, like, even though you may think I'm weak, I'm still strong, and I'm stronger than anybody. Hallelujah. So we got to know that God's plans are better because they are based on his wisdom. God's plans are better because we are fallen creatures. We are sinners saved by grace. 
So his plans yeah, is better for our life. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Our plans are foolish in comparison to his plans. Hallelujah. Because I can sit there and say, I'm going to do this, thus, and so, and thus, this, and that. And trust mm-hmm. me, it don't never work out the way I planned it. But when I say mm-hmm. it's the Lord's will, if you do this, Lord, if I trust you in that, Lord, if I give you my plan for today, I wake up and pray, Lord, what is your plan for my day today? Because if I get in the way... If I get in the way, ain't nothing going to happen. My husband say, if I start making plans, I'm going to stay in the bed all day because I ain't planning doing nothing. But if it's the Lord's plan for the day, I'm going to get yeah. up out of the bed by the yeah. grace of God. I'm going to go out there, and there's somebody Come waiting on. to hear my testimony. There's somebody out there that is waiting to hear a story about deliverance. There's somebody out there waiting to hear about <clears throat> God's love. There's somebody out there waiting for me. Hallelujah. In the yes, Lord. Yes. Somebody's waiting for me. Hallelujah. Come I'm to hear me. Uh. So my plan is to stay in the bed, but God's plan says you going out there because the harvest is full and the labors are few. These people Amen. need to hear. They need to hear a word of encouragement. They need to know that I'm still on the throne. I sit high and look down low. I'm still here. Hallelujah. So we can't know. We got to know that. Since God's plan is better than ours, we should follow them. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. We should follow his plans. Hallelujah. So Psalm 25, New Living Translation says, Our Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You Mm -hmm. have... No equal. If I try to recite all your wonderful deeds, mm-hmm. I would never come to the end of them. Oh, my God. Can somebody mm-hmm. say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. I got to read that again because God's word is so good. I don't know why we, not. let me talk about me. I don't know how many times I know how God deals with me. He deals with me in his word because one thing, when I first got delivered from drugs, that's what he gave me, his word. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. He told oh, yeah. me that he was going to save me, fill me with his precious gift of hope, and he told me yet while I was a sinner. So he let me know even when I was out there messing around with drugs, even when I was out there living a life of destruction, even when I was out there doing the things I was doing, he was for me. He said, yet while I was a sinner, he died for the ungodly. So that lets me know that I know his word. I don't know about anybody else. And I love his word. I don't care about the music. The music is lovely. I love the praise and worship. I love to sing. I can't sing, but I love to sing praise and worship. I love to, you know, worship God and and say my little words and song. But let me tell you, when it comes to the word and it feeding my spirit, Mm -hmm. man, hallelujah. His word is like Campbell's soup. Mm Mm-mm, good. Let me tell you. So when he said, oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Yeah. Oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. I'm going to use it. I'm going to take it personal. Oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for me. Your yeah. plans for me yeah. are too it's numerous true. to list. You yeah, have so no equal. It's like he's telling me, like, it ain't no equal to this. It's, it ain't nobody compared to what I got for you. He says, my, you have no equal. I tried to. Oh, let me tell you. I tried. I said, if I tried. If I tried to recite. If I try to recite, that means if I try to say what it is, if I try to 
declare. If I try to say what God, all of your wonderful deeds, all of Mm -hmm. your wonderful deeds you did for me, I would never come to the end of them. So that tells me that that should tell each and every one of you. That should tell each and every one of you. Mm. You know know what it was like. That should tell each and every one of you that when you come, when you start to talk about the goodness of the Lord, Mm -hmm. you cannot even come to an end of the goodness of the Lord. You can't even, you can't even, I mean, you got to think about it when you was a sinner Mm -hmm. to now where you're at, to where you keep going, because we all (laughs) fall short. So we still sin. We still sin. And, he, and mm-hmm. you just can't, you just cannot list them all. You can't even list them all. That's what he's trying to say in Psalms 40 and 5. So I just read, read that because that says, I, I love that part right there. He said, I, I got to say that again. Oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans yeah. for us are too numerous to list. You have yeah. no people. Ain't nobody compared to God. Hallelujah. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. So that tells me I would never come to the end. Every time I got to lift up a praise of thanksgiving on my tongue because his, my list never comes to an end. So God's plan will always work. Our plans will always fail. God's plans will always yeah. bring blessings. Our plans will bring a curse. God's yeah. plan will produce food. Our plans will produce weeds. Glory, mm, hallelujah. Yeah. God has, that's why we got to get out the way. We got yeah. to get out the way. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. We got to get out the way because if we Jesus. don't get out the way, how are we going to produce fruit? Hallelujah. How are we going to produce blessings? How are we going to, yeah. how, how God's plans for our lives going to work? Mm. You see, because we have been saved, well, I'm going to keep it for me. He didn't save me just to sit there and pat my feet, twiddle my thumbs, and look good in church clothes. No. He saved Amen. me for a purpose, just not right. to be prosperous in my finances, but to be prosperous in my spirit, to be prosperous yeah. in my soul, to have a deep relationship with him, to know that I can go and find a hiding place. All this mm. calamity that's going on, all this travesty that's going on, all this stuff that's going on, and it grieves my heart to the fullest to see and hear everything that's going on. But let me tell you, I find a hiding place in God. I surrender mm-hmm. myself in him. I put myself under his wing. I, I, I said, Lord, I know that I can't do nothing over here in Puerto Rico. I can't do nothing over here in Las Vegas, but I know you are there. But while I'm in this area yeah. right here, Lord, Cover me under your wings. Cover me. Show me, Lord. Keep me, Lord. You know, you got to ask for that because God planned for your life. He said, the plans that I have for you are not of evil, not of a calamity, but he's going to give you a hope and a good future. And don't think that it ain't going to end. It ain't going to end. It's not going to end like that. I always say, I ain't going out like that. I'm like, from the hood, I be like, I ain't going out like that. Devil, I ain't going out like that, okay? So I know if God got my back, I ain't going out like that. Amen. He told me his plan for me is of good. Hallelujah. Yes. So when we follow the plan of God, we would know that God will never fail. And she had to do that. Because when she ran, so look, this is the, the, the sidebar. And this is just like women and just like men. After Sarah figured it out, after she processed it and seen how Abram was 
you know, cuddling baby, even though that wasn't the promised child, and he was taking care of Hagar and doing a thing. Because, you know, like just any other baby daddy, quote, unquote, they're going to take care of their baby in a sense, right? And so mm-hmm. you stand back in the cut as the wife, like, oh, so you you over there taking care of that baby, huh? You got love mm-hmm. for that baby. Now she's flipping the script. Hold up. Put out. Uh-uh. That ain't... I don't want that baby. Yeah, I don't want him in my house. Now you flip the script because you got in the way. And he got in the way. So you see, when you do things and you get in the way of God, you get mad. You get mad at God because you don't messed up. That's when. That's because mm-hmm. our plans never go right. When we sit down and make a plan of something we're gonna do, and we don't, we don't ask the Lord first. Is this is what He has planned? Come on is now. This, is this the husband you have for me to marry? Is this the wife you Jesus. have for me to marry? And then when you mm-hmm. get in a relationship, you be like, you know what? Why wow, I, I can't stand this person. Oh, but you bouncing because you can't get out now. Where you going? Okay, sex is Now you gonna go talk about you gonna get a divorce and you gonna stir up everything and nothing's going right in the relationship anyway because you stepped out of the will of God. You went into permissive will instead of His perfect plan for your life. So now yeah. that's what Sarah did. Sarah's like, oh. Now she's heated, she's vexed, and she's like, uh-uh, she got to go. I don't want that baby. Matter of fact, the baby, her, the baby clothes, diaper bags, everything got to go. They better get mm-hmm. out of here. Because if not, <laughs> I'm about to catch a case. <laughs> that's how Sarah was looking like. I'm about to catch a case. Uh-uh, I don't want no baby mama drama now. But that's because she got in the way. That's mm-hmm. because she got in the way. But I love it, though, because Hagar shows her gratitude to the Lord for watching out for her anyway. See, just because what was meant for evil, God turned around for good. You see, it says, thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who has spoken to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. How many know God sees you? He sees you who you are. He sees you for what you are. He sees you. Even though you in your own way, even though we get in our own way, even though when I get in the way and mess up, he still sees me. He still loves me. He still picks me up. He still yeah. turns me around. He still, he still let me know that, you know, yeah, you, you, you messed up. But, you know, I ain't going to hold that against you. But next time, I'm, you, you, you're going to feel this one, but next time you'll know to call on my name, to put me first yeah. and not last. Don't put me in the middle of the mess. Don't put me at the end of the mess, but put me before it, before you mm-hmm. even make a mess. Yeah. Hallelujah. So she said, you are the guy who sees me. She also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? In other words, mm. he's saying, have I seen you, God? So that, so that well was named Bear Lahar Hoy, which means well of the living one who sees me. That, yeah. is, that is the, the well that stood in between Kaddish and Bered. So she's saying in the Hebrew name, he calls him El Roy, which means the God who sees. Mhm. Hallelujah. So she does this because of the Lord's concern, care, and looking after her. Even though Sarah threw her out because that wasn't the baby she wanted now, even though she blamed God. Somebody somebody. Even though she blamed God. Very deep in 
because he's going to sure show up, and he's going to show up in the nick of time. And the blessing of the Lord is rich, and it adds no sorrow to it. So God, when he says something, trust and believe it's coming to pass. And because he's so good, he's so good to us, he gave Sarah another chance. After she messed up and she showed doubt and she had misbelief, hallelujah. Oh, wherever they're going to, have a home, whatever home they're going to. We pray for the ambulance, the fire department, and the police. We don't know where they're going, hallelujah. So we pray that wherever they're going to, that person is alive and well. Well, yes. the healing, the healing of the Lord goes with that, that, go with them. Hallelujah. So we don't, that's a distraction, but we know that this, that's somebody, they need prayer. So maybe, you know, Lord, go with them. Go with them, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Go with the ambulance. Go with the fire department. Whatever that siren was, Lord, it was going to, it was going to rescue somebody. It's going to help somebody. It's going to send some help to somebody's house. Somebody's child, somebody's mother, father, Lord. So we thank you for what you're about to do there, Lord, in Jesus' name. So as Hagar obviously tells him about the experience at the well and the prophecy, but as I said, God will. He gave Sarah another chance by telling her, I I told you I was giving you a child. I said you were going to have it. It's been 10 years. I promised you he was going to be of a great nature. I promise you. He was the promised child, and he came forth, and Sarah bared it in her old age. They were old, but that child came forth, and he was named Isaac. So that's why we got to wait on God, because what God says is going to come, but that's the perfect plan of God. Yes, Lord. When we just step in the way, that doesn't last. That's temporal. That's not the promise of God. It's going to fade. It's going to, as they said, those two nations are warring with each other as of today because that yes. wasn't the promise of God. That Ishmael wasn't the promise of God. Mm-hmm. But because he loved Sarah, he loved Hagar, he said he was concerned. And that's why she gave him the name, God who sees me. Hallelujah. So, I leave with you. Will God help you when you screw up your life? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna say it for me. Will God help me when I screw up my life? Yeah. When I realize that God does not need my help. When I realize that God's plans always work out better. When I realize that God sees what I cannot. When I realize that God don't need my help to reach people by using pressure or manipulation tactics or by warring down his word of truth. Why, I know that he don't need my help by bringing growth to the ministry through gimmicks and tactics of this world. When I know he don't need my help to get others to heaven by giving them a bunch of rules to follow. Somebody say amen, because that's what we go by. People want rules to follow, and that's not what God wants. God wants relationships. He don't want you to follow rules. He wants you to follow him. He said, pick up your cross and follow me. Hallelujah. We don't need our help to get people to um, get to heaven by by following rules. He wants you to get them to heaven by believing in his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus. And he's crucified. He don't need all of that extra stuff. 
You don't wear, wear, if you wear pants, you ain't going to heaven. If you don't wear your hair covered, you ain't going to heaven. He don't want that. If you if you can have all those things on a relationship, you're busting hell wide open. Hallelujah, somebody. You're going to bust hell open because you ain't got a relationship with God. You ain't got the Holy Ghost. You're just mean. You just you just got the outfit on. You just got the outer attire, but you ain't dressed up with the inner part of the Holy Ghost, which is love, gentleness, kindness, meekness. You ain't got none of that. Hallelujah. So that is why you ain't going to heaven. I don't know what that's for, but we need to get a relationship with God through prayer and reading his word. Hallelujah. So he don't need our help to bless us by gambling or by doing deep, going into debt. He He don't need our help for that. We have to realize that. That when we do these yes, things, Lord. he don't need us to go to school by plagiarizing somebody else's work. And I know he tell me that all the time. I be like, I be doing my own stuff, and my girlfriend, she send me stuff. And I just look at it just to get the format, but I don't use none of her words. I use my, I be like, Lord, you, you got to get me through this paper, okay, because this has to Amen. be a paper. And I'm Amen. tempted because she done gave me all her stuff. But I'm not using it because it's plagiarizing. Because God said, I'm going to give you an A without using that. And trust and believe, when I sit there in my procrastination, because I do it at the last minute, which I can get a better paper, I may have some little, you know, but at least I know that it's from me. Come the on, Holy now. Spirit gave it to yeah. me. Yeah. So he doesn't Lord. need that. He doesn't need help to bring justice by sabotaging someone else's reputation and career. You know, we don't need our help. So all the things that we do to get in his way, he don't need our help. He don't need our help. He wants us to get out the way. He wants us to get out the way. So we need to get out of the way. We need to get out of our own way. We need to get out our own way. Because we are in our own way. We are hindering ourselves Mm -hmm. from being all that God wants us to be and doing all the things that God wants us to do. We are handling ourselves. So how do we turn this around by allowing his cleansing power? We want God to cleanse us. We want, we want to be the clay. We want to be the clay that God takes out of the way. Mm. We want to be cleansed. We want yes. to uncover our lives by confession. And when we are broken up, I love that song, there's beauty in my brokenness. I find true love mm. instead of pain. There's freedom, though you capture me. I have joy instead of mourning because he gives me joy. He, he loves that. He wants us to be broken up. He wants to... He wants us to ask for forgiveness. He wants us to turn around. He wants to forgive us. He wants to, he, he, even though it didn't record that Sarah repented for what she did, and it probably did, I probably ain't, didn't get to that portion of it in that verse, that passage that I read, but I believe she, she, she was sorry that she got in the way when she got mm-hmm. the promise. When she realized that I was so manipulated, I was deceived by the enemy that I got in my own way of a blessing. I, I, 
I made this thing longer than I had to. And sometimes you don't realize that when you're in your own way, you're making things longer, the process longer than you need to. Yes. You're making the process longer than you need to. So we have to get out of our way. We have to get out of our way, and we have to allow God to cleanse us, and we have to allow God to change us. Yes. And we can make a mess. A bad, we can make a mess so bad enough that God will not abandon, will not abandon us. He will help us mm-hmm. out of it if we turn to him. It is in his great mercy he even relieves some of the consequences. Oh, my God. God mm-hmm. is awesome. He believes our consequences. See, Sarah should have got a consequence for that. You know, because she kicked somebody out. She told her husband to commit adultery. Then she put out an innocent baby. And, you know, you do that in any other state. You get locked up. You know, you or, mm-hmm. or you getting a butt whooping because, you know, it's so many consequences that could have came from this. And it can come from any situation we get ourselves in. So he loves us so much. He relieves us from those consequences. Not that he takes them all away because we do have to suffer some of these consequences because we go out of the will of God, but he relieves some of them. He takes a little bit away from us. And he does not, he does, like I say, he does not remove them all. But mm-hmm. he wants us to learn a lesson. Because how could we learn a lesson? And how yeah. could we quickly return? If we don't learn a lesson, we can easily and quickly return back to the quicksand that we were in, back to the pitfall of what we were in. Hallelujah. So as I end, get out your own way. Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Ask the Lord to help you get out of your own way. Ask the Lord to help you get out of your own way. Ask the Lord to help you get out of his way. He don't need your help. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need your help. So ask the Lord to get out of the way. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you for the opportunity to bring forth your word, Lord God. I thank you for the opportunity for the hearers to hear, Lord God. Get out of the Mm -hmm. way, Lord God. Get out of, we need to get out of our own way, Lord. You said it over and over. Get out of the way. You don't need Mm -hmm. our help. You are a big God. And I love your word, Lord God. I love your word because you give us instructions. You give us the things that we need to apply to our life to live a life of abundance, Lord. We should not live in want or lack. We live a life of abundance because that's what your word says, that you came to give us life and more abundantly. I know, Lord God, we look for riches in things and material things and people. But, God, we need to look to the riches, to the hills which come of our help, Lord God. And, Father, I ask you for those who are on this line on today and those who are here by airway, by the sound of my voice, that you bless them abundantly, Lord God, that they will realize to get out of your way that you don't need them to save their family members. You don't you don't need their help, Lord God, to bring deliverance to somebody else by giving them um instructions or say bad things to them to cause them to say what should I do to be saved? You want them to come willingly because you are a gentleman. You want them to come freely to you, Lord God, to the throne of grace, yeah. Lord God. So I thank you for all the salvation, Lord God, for the loved ones, Lord God, 
And I thank you, Father, for continuing to bless the people who are in need. Comfort them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Bless those who are traveling on the highways and the byways, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Bless, continue to bless Pastor Carpenter and this ministry, Lord God. Bless Pastor Washington and all those who are on this prayer line, Lord God, that you will bless them a hundredfold by being obedient to the word of God, to bring forth the word on these evenings and on Sundays, Lord God, that the souls will be saved because you said that the word shall be going out all throughout the nations, and however it gets out, Lord God, is to bring glory to your name, Father. And I thank you in advance. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. And what a word. And what a word. Lord, we thank you for using us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that all, Father God, that she has poured out, Father God, that she's poured out of her heart, Father God. She's given us a pure sense of the word, Father God. She made sure she dotted the eyes, Father God. But Lord, we ask that you, Father God, restore back to us. Fill that cup back up in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Fill it up, Father God. Fill it up financially, Father God. Fill it up spiritually, which should have been first, Lord, forgive me. Fill it up financially, Father God. Fill that body up, Father God. Let there be no sickness or anything that come her way, Father God. Lord, we ask you to cover up from the crown of head to the soles of feet, Father God, for all that you poured out, Lord Jesus. Refill that cup, Lord Jesus. Give it back to that woman, that woman of virtue, Father God. Give her back that virtue that left off, Father God. In your precious name we pray. We give you honor, we give you praise, and we give you all the glory. Amen, oh. amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank, thank you for the awesome word of God. I'm awesome. Thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. Yes. To God At be the praise. To please reach out to those on the line that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Elder Monique, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. Take your time. God is with you. Hallelujah. If there's anybody who are in need of prayer, who are on the line on tonight that needs to grow closer to the Lord, you may not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can speak. If you need just prayer or touch from the Lord that you're going through, that you have been in your own way and you have been stopping some blessings that God has promised you, and you have been impatient. You have been um, dealing with some things in your own personal life, family, going through anything. You can say, I'm in need of prayer. And we will touch and agree and pray with you that God will do what he said because he is a great God. He promises you. He promises you that he is going to do what he says. He cannot lie. The devil is a liar. The devil is a deceiver. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You got to know that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. 
He just doesn't kill. He doesn't just want to kill you. He wants to swift you as weed. He wants to destroy your life. He just doesn't want to destroy you on this earth. But he wants to destroy you eternally to damnation, to the pit of hell. But you mm-hmm. got to know that God promised that this salvation is for everyone. It's so yeah. simple. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's simple as ABC, acceptance. You accept yeah. that you are a sinner. You accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You believe in him, and you confess your sins out of a, a repentant heart, of a, out of a, a godly sorrow heart, and God will come in, and then he will fill you with his precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And then it's your, it's your job and it's your job and responsibility to go to a, a Bible-believing and teaching church to get fed in the word of God to get your spiritual man fed. And then it's your responsibility to pray. Pray doesn't mean that you have to say all these big words. You don't have to be a T.D. Jake or a Bishop Noel Jones, but you pray just like you're having a day-to-day conversation with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your husband, your spouse, your children. You talk to your Heavenly Father, and he hears you. He will hear you. He will hear you, and he will answer you. Yes, and Lord. it's that simple. And you continue to profess his word to him. And you say, Lord, you promised. This is what you said. It is written right here. You, yes. this is, you spoke yes, to Lord. the men and women of God, but you said it. And you said it for me. And I declare and decree it over my family, over my home, over my finance, over my job, over every person that I come in contact with. Because you promised that you're going to bring salvation. You promise that you're going to heal. You promise that you're going to deliver. So you have to yeah. believe and trust in the Lord today. You walk by faith and not by sight. He said if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move these mountains and tell them to be cast into. Tell them to be gone. All you need is faith of a mustard seed. I don't know if you've ever seen a mustard seed, but it's so little. But then your faith increases and grows as you keep walking with the Lord. So you continue to move towards the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you don't know him on this phone line or tonight, and wherever you may be at, even if you're on mute, and you may can't answer because you may be at work or you may be um, in, a, in a place that you can't speak mm-hmm. out Amen. and pray loud, just pray to yourself. If you're just going to pray, I'm going to have Pastor Washington pray for you that you will begin to feel the conviction in your heart, your mind, and your soul, that God will touch your mind, will, and emotions, that the invitation, grace, we're in the dispensation of grace. We're in the dispensation of grace, and it's imperative, it's detrimental that you come to the Lord Jesus Christ while you still have time. While you, you still have time. Time is winding up. And he wants to receive you as one of his children. So she's going to pray for you that you will come to the Lord Jesus Christ, come to know him. And whatever situation you're going through, whatever you're dealing with that caused you to be in your way and that you're struggling, that you're going through some challenges, that there's some walls, that that's some stumbling blocks, that's some walls that you can't get tore down, we're going to touch and agree in prayer that those walls will be broken down, that every crooked path will be made straight. 
Hallelujah. Because God is able to do abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that's within us. So I will turn this over to Pastor Washington as she has played. It doesn't come back to me. It, it's right now it's time. You and I already invited everyone, and you didn't invite everyone. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that they can be a Bible preacher and teacher, you've done it. You've done it. Now, Amen. it's time that if someone wants to be prayed for, you, this is your time. Um, but I'm going to ask, is there anybody in line right now that would like prayer? Ooh, Jesus. Our Hallelujah. elders will pray for you. We'll speak out right now if you want prayer. Ask the elders to pray for you. Yes, Lord. Jesus, have your way, Lord. Anyone who wants prayer, speak now. If you can't speak, and those who are on the line and they can't speak and they have my number, they can text me and I will touch and agree with them, pray. I know there's some who are at work, there's some in different places mm-hmm. as of yeah. now and they they cannot wow. get on the phone. But we will pray we will end in prayer. Father in the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you for hearing. We thank you, Father, for the anointing through this phone line, Lord God. We thank you for the anointing that will break every yoke. We thank you for the anointing that will break every chain of bondage. We thank you for every yoke that's broken on tonight. In the name of Jesus, we bind the hand of Satan that tries to distract, deceive, manipulate. We bind the hand of Satan that tries to get people out of the will of God in the name of Jesus. Satan, you are a liar. Your assignment is canceled. The blood of Jesus is against you. They shall come forth. They shall come forth. They shall come forth. In the name of Jesus, they shall do the will of God. They shall be kings and queens and priests priesthood of God. In the name of, they are a chosen generation. In the name of Jesus, I declare the decree over their lives right now in the name of Jesus, that the blood of Jesus covered them, Lord. That the blood of Jesus covered them on their jobs. The blood of Jesus covered them in their school. The blood of Jesus covered in their home. There's someone in their home right now dealing with circumstances. Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will continue to give them peace. They crying out, in the name of Jesus, what shall I do to be saved? Hallelujah. God, I ask you to come to them right now in the name of Jesus. Knock on the door of their heart and let them come and dine with you. Come in and dine with them, Lord God, that you will be their Savior, Lord God, that they will have this wonderful relationship with you like you give to all of us, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. I thank you right now that you're touching and healing somebody's body right now from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. They're dealing with a medical diagnosis, oh God. The report wasn't good, but I thank you for the good report on the next doctor visit. In the name of Jesus, glory, hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that they are healed in the name of Jesus, that that stone that was there, God, that is not there anymore, it's dissipated, that, oh, God, the headaches, oh, God, that they suffer at night, oh, God, that they are dissipated. In the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, oh, God, oh, God, this 
sickness and ailments in each and every person's body right now. Even the pain that goes through my body right now, Lord God, I thank you for healing me. I thank you for relieving the pain that I will have a good rest on tonight, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that the nerves, oh God, the pinched nerves that I'm dealing with, oh God, that it will be relieved in the name of Jesus by your healing power, not by the medication, but by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Because you gave us the remedy. Hallelujah. I'm reclaiming my health. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, that I shall be healed. Hallelujah. And I thank you in advance, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask you to bless each and every person on this call line and those who are already left, oh God, that they have received a word from you, Lord, that they have received the word from you, Lord, not from me, but from you, Lord, your woman servant, Lord God. I'm your woman servant. This is your vessel, Lord God, that you spoke on tonight, Lord God, that they need to get out of their way and allow, that they will allow you, hallelujah, they will follow you, your lead, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, the plan of salvation for each and every person who is not saved on tonight, Father, that they will get to know you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to continue to bless Pastor Washington, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bless her household, oh God. Bless her as she continue on this path, this Oh, hallelujah. God, I thank you for increase. I thank you for the increase. I thank you for all her needs met. I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing in her life. I thank you for her service to the Spirit. Glory to God. I thank you, Father, for how you're blessing her. I thank you for the blessings that's chasing her down and running her over, that's overflowing. God, I thank you for the resources and the finances. Oh, God, oh, shot. Thank you for Pastor Copperton, Lord God, that you will bless his ministry. Oh, God, that I see it. Hallelujah. I see it. Overflow. I see it overflowing, God, in the name of Jesus, not just on this line, but there's several other places of areas of ministry, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that his church is overflowing, God, in the name of Jesus, that people are running in and saying, what shall I do to be saved? I want healing. I want deliverance. I want to be set free. They're tired of living the way they're living. They're tired of doing the things they're doing. They're tired of being in their own way, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for what you're about to do. Bless the man and women of God, Lord God. I thank you for each and every laborer of love in the name of Jesus. This is clergy appreciation, Lord God, and I thank you for blessing each and every clergy layperson who is working in the vineyard for the Lord. I thank you for their lives that you're blessing my hundredfold in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you for blessing my husband, continuing to keep healing his body, strengthening him in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I thank you for all that you are doing in our lives, our family lives, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You already know the need of prayer. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You don't even know, but you actually covered what I was what I was asking for. You actually covered it. So like my prayer, the prayer that I was asking you to pray, you already said it. And God, Amen. See, God, God, see, God uses you, woman of God. Ah, yes, Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We ask God, you that you would give us the benediction, um, close out with the benediction and prayer. Oh, glory. Hey, God. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. Hallelujah, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
Oh, God said, be encouraged, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Someone is dealing with something heavy. Mm. Glory to God. Lord, I thank you right now for it. I thank you right now for the release. I thank you for the release, Lord God. Whoever's on this prayer line, I thank you for the release, Lord God, that they be released. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Burdens. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Somebody don't know what to do on tonight, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for direction. Thank you for direction, Lord God. Thank you for wisdom, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Mm, somebody want to give up. Throw in the towel. They don't mm. know why, Lord God. They don't know why. They don't know why their ministry is not flourishing the way it should. Lord, I ask you to encourage them, Lord God. Let them know don't despise the new beginnings, that there will be an increase. But they need to be patient and wait on you, Lord, and not yes. get in the way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's battling cancer right now, Lord. Somebody's battling sickness in their body, Lord. And they don't even know it yet. The doctor's going to give them a report. A report. But God, I know that you're holding their hand right now in the name of Jesus. When they go to the doctors, they won't even be surprised of the report because you're at Tadoboshah. They're going to trust in you, and they're going to turn it over to you, and they know that they healed by your stripes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you for the peace of mind, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for hearing our prayer tonight, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Now God himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do towards you, to the end he may establish your heart unblameably in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank everyone for joining us tonight here, young men and young women, Worldwide Ministries of God, under the tutelage of Overseer David Carpenter. We thank everyone for joining us. We love everyone that has come online, and we just pray, God, that everyone receive the word that will make a change in their life. We thank you for the change that is going to come about when you get out your own way, as the young as the young lady said. She said, get out your own way. You know, she really gave us so many points and for her and encouraging remarks. And if there are any that would like to give any besides me, I, I, I gave, I, I listened to what you said and mentally, because we have to mentally get out of our own way. We are in our own way. She's telling us that we are in our own way. He said that when we 
when we get in God's way, God, when we get in God's way, we make a mess of things. And y'all know how many times we have done that. And she's clarified it. She's pointed it out to us. We can't help God. You can't help God. She has pointed this out over and over to us. She, she gave us. She first started up with how Sarah. Sarah didn't want to believe what God said. She laughed behind the curtain. And so she tried to do it her own way. She got in her own way. And she pointed it out to us how Sarah got in her own way and gave Abraham Hagar. She got in her own way. But she 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 made it a point to let us know that she said God gave this to her. God God gave her what she needed. She said she was not sure, but this morning God woke up and he gave it to her. He told us how we are not patient enough. We are not patient. We want everything, everything immediately. We want everything like it's microwave. We want everything just to be like blinking our eyes and it's just there. That's why we have to get out of our, our own way. But she told us that no peace will come out of it if we get in God's way. But the biggest thing that I really like that you said, that we must wait on the promises of God. Hallelujah, somebody. Wait yeah. promises of God over and over. God, you know, how many times God has promised us, how many times God has given us what we have longed for, how many times, how many times, and you just got to wait. We just got to wait. But at this time, I have to close out because it's 1027, and a lot of shut down soon. But as the overseer always says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So I'll give his signature, smooches, smooches, smooches. Thank you, Elder, and thank everyone for joining us. Everyone, have a God-blessed night. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.